0: going on everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Something About Sports podcast. This is your host once again, Leon Edwards, back with another Chiefs game preview. Um, this is Raiders Week 2.0 for this 2021 season. We got the 8-4 Kansas City Chiefs taking on the 6-6 six six Las Vegas Raiders. This is a game between two teams headed in opposite directions right now. The Raiders have been reeling a little bit lately. The Kansas City Chiefs have been on a little bit of a winning streak here and we pretty much what, what it's looking like is you got the Chiefs wanting to just continue to solidify themselves back in the conversation for a, a contender in the AFC and in the NFL as a whole. And the Raiders just trying to hang on to the hope of, of what at one point looked like a promising season. Right now they're just trying to hold on. I would guess that a loss by the Raiders in this game effectively ends their season. It'll be a rough stretch down the – it'll be rough down the stretch, but just with how tight the AFC race is – and how each game is going to affect that down the stretch. Catching another L to the Chiefs and going below 500 this late in the season probably would be a little bit of a death knell to the Raiders season. So it'll be interesting to watch. This one I'll probably get through fast just because we just had the Raiders up a couple of weeks ago. A lot of what they want to do I talked about in that previous game preview. So I'll talk about some of the stuff that's a little bit different coming into this game, some of the big storylines, and then we'll get out of there. I know this one's coming in. A little late for you guys. There's something, been something going on these last few weeks. These game previews, man, they've been cursed. Me and my son, we ate some food. Only me and him ate, and only me and him have been feeling a little weird in the stomach. It's been kicking our butts all weekend. Been trying to kick it. And For whatever reason, it had me down a little bit. Wanted to make sure I recorded this when I got back to some somewhat good health. I contemplated going back and forth between doing a live stream for this Sunday morning and doing a podcast. But I wanted to go ahead and just do a podcast because when I do the first live stream, I will. I want to do either a live stream or a live in-person podcast, but I want to be able to prepare for that so we can ramp up to it, give people an opportunity to know what's going on. It would have been a little bit more impromptu with this one and I want to make sure people can carve that time out to be able to do it. So, what I'm planning to do it is hopefully for the first Chiefs playoff game. That's when I want to do either a I haven't decided if it'll be a live stream or if it'll be an in-person podcast. And I may even decide to try to do do both of those as the playoffs get going. But for today, I do want to just hop into this, get some of this out the way, and get this headed you guys' way for this last little bit of time before the game kicks off. First order of business, Legarius Sneed will be out of the game for the loss for the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Las Vegas Raiders in this one. Sneed had a tragedy in his family. His brother was murdered. You guys can look up the information and the details on that, but just keep him and his family in in thoughts and prayers. My condolences go out to them. You hate to hear that and and however long he needs to to grieve and get himself figured out, we support him all the way through that. It's devastating losing people close to you and a lot of us know how that feels. So, you just want to send your good thoughts and good prayers their way. Getting into this game though, it doesn't really feel the same since it was just feels like it was just yesterday we were preparing for a Raiders game. So you already got the build up for this one. The Chiefs really put it on the Raiders, let them know like, hey, even though the Raiders season looked like it was going to be a little bit better than it has been going, the Chiefs really let them know like, we're still the class of this division. We still are head and shoulders better than you. And I think that's what that game proved. And I think that's the feeling going into this one. A lot of people are counting the Raiders out, which could work for or against the Chiefs. We'll have to see how that game plays out. But the biggest question going into this game is going to be, Will Gus Bradley and the Raiders change what they do defensively? That's been what's uh, been getting talked about, and rightfully so. But also at the same time, I think it'll, it it adds a little bit of an extra wrinkle to that because they they like to play one deep safety, roll a safety down. They like to play some cover three. They like to do some two man. They like to mix it up a little bit. And that's what they did against the Chiefs the last time. But we saw the Broncos do that. The Broncos ran a lot of one deep safety in that last game, rolling safeties down. They brought some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Their defense, I would say, is a little bit better than the Raiders. Well, a lot a bit better, actually. They have a top-five defense, so I would say their defense is better than the Raiders' defense. It probably has something to do with them being so successful still. But you want to see if the Raiders do change it up. Do the Chiefs make the right adjustments? Do they still do enough offensively to hang in here and see what that looks like for the Chiefs? But also, if the Raiders don't change up what they do defensively, how prepared do the Chiefs look? Does it look like it looked the last time when the Chiefs just blew them out of the water offensively? Does it look a little different? Do the Chiefs look a little bit more slowed down in this one? Do the Raiders come to play a little bit more? So I think that'll be the big questions going into this one. And that kind of just leads me into some points I want to make about the offense. Just The biggest question is going to be what I just talked about. Can they take advantage of what the Raiders like to do defensively, or can they adjust to what the Raiders decide to do defensively in this one? And that will depend on what the Raiders essentially decide to do and how that looks. So that's something that I'll be watching closely. I think that's something that everybody will be watching, and this offense as a whole is something that everybody's been watching for the last few weeks or so. You want to be watching Patrick Mahomes, wondering what he'll do. Patrick Mahomes kind of gets a tough draw a little bit because – I think with him setting that bar so high for himself, a lot of you guys will get tired of hearing me talk about this, but it's something that I am going to continue to hammer home because I think it's only the it's, all, it's the only fair way to play this out. So Patrick Mahomes is getting a tough draw. He started his career so great that he's been automatically placing the conversations with guys like Aaron Rodgers, with guys like Tom Brady, which at the current state of the NFL, rightfully so. That is the company that he deserves to be in. But the issue with that is these guys are – up to Aaron in Aaron Rodgers' case, what's this? Maybe year seventeen, year eighteen. Tom Brady's pushing year twenties. Patrick Mahomes is only in year three, year four. I believe this is his fourth year total. His third year as the starter, and we're already everything that he does is under microscope. So he gets a little bit of a tough draw because he's not getting the same chances. To have rough patches, to struggle a little bit, as some of these other guys have gotten, he's being compared to guys with so much longevity that we can we can look at some of their tougher stretches of games. We can look at some of their hardest seasons and we can say, oh, they bounced back from that. So now they've earned that merit. Patrick Mahomes hasn't had quite the chance to earn that merit just yet. And so I think he gets a tougher draw and people start to question if he is who we thought he was. They're starting to bail out on him being a great quarterback and and all of those things. And I think it's something more that we need to, especially just as Chiefs fans, even if the outside noise never changes in that regard, at least as Chiefs fans, we need to protect our guy. We need to make sure we're staying positive. We're giving him that chance to learn. We're giving him that chance to struggle because every great quarterback that's ever played in the NFL has had to prove they can bounce back from that. And Patrick Mahomes will prove that. He just hasn't had the chance to. He's been so good that this is the first time where were, we're seeing a long stretch where it doesn't look perfect. It doesn't look like the very best player in the NFL. It doesn't look like Um, A superhero is out there playing quarterback, and I just think we need to reset our expectations and understand where he is in his career and where the people that he gets compared to are in theirs. And so that's one of the big things I wanted to talk about for the offense. And then moving forward with that, just how they execute, Patrick Mahomes included. I'm not exempting him. When I say that stuff, I'm not exempting him from the mistakes that he's making. I'm not saying he's been playing perfectly. I just think he deserves just as much of a a fair chance to struggle, just as much of a fair chance to show he can bounce back from certain things as other guys. But that doesn't mean he's exempt from saying he needs to be better about executing. He needs to be better about where he places the ball on some of his throws. He needs to hit guys. He needs to take some chances. He's starting to be gunshot sometimes when guys are a little bit more covered than he's used to. So he needs to still come out of that shell. He needs to show that he's still going to have that confidence and, and know that this offense can still do what we know it can. But the rest of the offense also has to execute. That starts with the offensive line, the running backs, and the receivers. It's probably the biggest one that's been under the microscope. They just haven't been... Getting that getting as much separation. They haven't been catching the ball as consistently. So you just want to see how this offense responds to that, because right now, even though the Chiefs can move the ball against the two high shell, what they're showing the league is that they can't execute at a high enough level for 60 minutes without making mistakes, without shooting themselves in the foot to make a team come out of that. And so they're proving the blueprint right. It's not about slowing them down or just completely stopping them. It's about making them make mistakes. It's about making them hurt themselves. And that's exactly what the Chiefs are doing right now. So you really want to see if they can dig themselves out of that and execute at a high level for 60 minutes. That's one thing I'll be watching in this one for sure. A lot of that's going to come down to Andy Reid and the confidence he shows in the team. I think Andy Reid's starting to get a little gunshot. He knows the defense is good. He's allowing them to do their thing, but I think it's zapping that confidence and that rhythm out of the offense sometimes, and it magnifies the issues. I talked about that in the game recap of last week's game against the Broncos, if you guys want to hear that, but I want to see Andy Reid show that confidence again, show that faith in the offense, let them know, hey, if we turn it over, that's okay, because in reality, what we should be looking at right now is a team that's more confident, that's Less scared about turning the football over because it doesn't just automatically bury you every time. The defense is playing well. The defense playing this well should elevate the offense's level of play and elevate the offense's confidence and kind of take some of those fears away about taking chances. And that's what I want Andy Reid to exude to the team and say, hey, now that we have this great defense, let's play off of that and be better offensively. So I'll be watching how he calls the game. I'll be watching his situational calls and different things like that to see how he responds to that to that tough one he had last week. Another thing I'll be watching, I talked about the receiving core and the pass catchers and all of that, but I'll be watching who's the number two in this one, Byron Pringle, Josh Gordon, Hardman, Robinson, I think we can safely say it's not going to be Hardman. He's pretty much seeming like he's been phased out of the game plan altogether for the Chiefs. And I know he'll be back next year. He'll probably get another chance to work his way back into it. But I think the Chiefs have made the decision that this year it's just not going to work with him and they'll be better off going in a different direction. Last week, it seemed like Pringle started to work his way into being that number two option but then he has three big drops in that game and doesn't take advantage of all of his opportunities. And he leaves the door open for them to maybe see if they can get Josh Gordon worked in more to maybe see if DeMarcus Robinson is going to be the guy that kind of steps up when needed. And so it'll be interesting to see how they split those snaps and, which one of those guys gets the first chance to set himself apart in this one and kind of if Pringle gets that chance again, if he takes advantage of it. So I'll be watching all of those secondary weapons and seeing who steps up. And then, of course, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, they got to start making plays for this team and their quarterback. They got to start getting back to their normal levels. I, I I think it'll happen at some point, but it seems like the confidence just isn't there. Travis Kelsey's getting beat up physically, just unlike things that we've seen before and it's tough sometimes for him because he's so great that we don't give him the benefit the benefit of the doubt in some of those situations. And granted, there are situations where he's dropping passes. There are situations where it's seeming like he's not able to get as open as he once was. But he's also getting really beat up. And that kind of opens the door for some of those guys that I just mentioned before. They need to be stepping up to take some of that pressure off. So all of that stuff ebbs and flows together. I want to see both him and Tyreek Hill have a game go by with no drops between them. Ideally, you'll see both of those guys have five plus catches and 80 plus yards, hopefully a touchdown each. But just the way this season has been going, we haven't really been seeing both of those guys have big games in the same game. So I'm interested to see if they can pull something like that off as well. And where they're looking there, those two and Patrick Mahomes, those three players are going to be the ones that as we go down the stretch of this season and the Chiefs make this playoff push, I'll be watching them because I think the way that they respond to everything that's going on is going to really determine how I feel about this team going into the playoffs and where I think that they can go. And so I'm going to be watching those guys. I'm going to be seeing how they step up, how the team rallies around them and how they fit into that bigger picture of what the team's going to try to do. But in other news as well, Lucas Niang is coming back for this game. He's probably going to reclaim his mantle at the right tackle position, and and we'll see how that affects the running game. We'll see how the Chiefs are able to run the football and how they mix in the run in the the past this week. That's something that I'll be watching as well, and that kind of leads me into my guess for MVP. I got a feeling this is going to be a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire game. I just think at some point the Chiefs have to let him loose. They have to give him a chance to earn his pedigree and earn that first round pick. And also, this is a good matchup. Now, they have a good pass rushing defensive line. Maybe the Chiefs can take advantage of them in the running game, slow those guys down a little bit, and and help keep them off of Patrick Mahomes. Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe are very talented and very good pass rushers. I would consider both of them elite. Max Crosby is elite in talent and production. Yannick Ngakwe is an elite talent. It doesn't always translate to production, but he can definitely wreck a game. So, Hopefully we see them mix the running game in. Hopefully we see them get Clyde going in the passing game as well. And, and I think he's going to end up being the guy we walk away saying he had a the biggest impact on this game. I think that the Chiefs decide to get that going today. I think that he scores a couple of touchdowns, has some receptions, and does some good things. And so I'll be looking for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to be the MVP of the offensive side of the football. Moving over to the defense The biggest thing is just something we've been talking about a lot, that momentum. The defense has just been playing absolutely lights out, and they've been doing it so many different ways that they've proven they're going to be a legitimate unit through the rest of the year. I have no doubt about that. I think this defensive unit is going to be a top-10 unit when it's all said and done from week six on. And I want to see them keep that momentum going. They have continued to hold teams under 20 points. It's easy to say that won't happen every game, but the more that they keep doing it, the more it looks like they're going to have a chance to do that every week. And one of the biggest ways you're going to be able to do that is get after get after Derek Carr and make him uncomfortable. We all know how Derek Carr gets in the pocket. He does not like pressure. It'll already be cold in Kansas City. They'll they'll be dealing with the atmosphere at Arrowhead. You get after Derek Carr and get the crowd into it, I think that you can see him make some mistakes. You can see this offense get rattled and get thrown off of their game a little bit, which is something that the Chiefs have been able to do against Derek Carr pretty consistently over his career. And I think it's something that, should be a key to this game because it'll be a big key to stopping that offense that they have over there. That And that offense will be missing Kenyon Drake, who's done for the rest of the season. So it'll be Josh Jacob carrying the load from the running back position. And then they'll also be missing their best pass catcher, Darren Waller. So you'll probably see a lot more Hunter Renfro. You'll see some more Brian Edwards as well. Deshaun Jackson's been working his way in nicely with this offense. Those will be the guys he's throwing it to. But I don't know if any of those guys are going to wreck a game like a Darren Waller can, which I think makes it a little bit easier on this secondary and linebacker group, which is a break that they need now with finding out that Jerry is going to take some time with his family and not play in this game. It'll be interesting to see what the secondary looks like without Sneed and with Rashad Fenton being back for this game how Steve Spagnuolo does this rotation of cornerbacks. So Rashad Fenton will probably play on the outside. We'll probably see Charvarius Ward on the outside as well. And then on the inside, it'll be interesting to see if we see uh, DeAndre Baker, who I think looked better than Mike Hughes. and He has looked better than Mike Hughes, I think, since he's been here, in my opinion. It'll be interesting to see if we see him get a chance to play on the inside, if we see Honey Badger rolling down, uh, Tyra Matthew getting some chances to play on the inside and play some slot cornerback, which we've seen him do a lot of different times in the past in Steve Spagnuolo's defense or if there's some combination of those things and, or if they're asking Willie Gay to play some more in the slot, to play some more across the middle of the field. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with that because Legereus Sneed is important to this defense, not only for his coverage but also his ability to blow. The passer, and then also his ability to tackle in the open field on kind of some of those screen plays, some those running back stretches, running back off tackle plays, and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see how they fill that void and who steps up in that regard. It was, and for that, it was very tempting for me to make Rashad Fenton coming off of the injury, coming back healthy, the the MVP for this game. But I actually went in a different direction. In this game, in that direction is Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram, the last time we played the Raiders, he didn't get a chance to play a whole lot. He did make a couple of impact plays, but he didn't get a chance to play a lot of the snaps. I think he plays a bigger majority of the snaps in this game. I think he has a sack or two. I think he makes some plays in the running game. He's just starting to really impose his will as a piece of this defensive line, and I think this week's going to be a culmination of that. I think we see him step up big time and have a big game. And I think that we get after – we see these guys get after the passer. I think we see Melvin Ingram with the sack or two. Chris Jones probably gets his hands on Derek Carr. Frank Clark probably does some good things as well. But I think we see – like last week, and this is something that I saw after re-watching the game. Like last week, I think we see them mix in the other guys. With this Thursday game coming up and probably being the biggest game of the season, coming up against the Chargers next, we probably see them mixing in Mike Dana and Turk Warden and those guys getting some more opportunities. Jaron Reed's going to get some chances to make plays as well. Alex Okafor has been doing some good things. We probably see a lot of those guys keeping them ready for Thursday, and then they can unleash the big guns on Thursday, give them that extra, those extra few days off getting ready to go down that stretch run. So – it's interest. It'll be interesting to watch kind of the rotation they do with the defensive line and then who all steps up. But I'm, my guess is going to be Melvin Ingram. And I forgot, I, I mentioned Willie Gay's name, but I also think Willie Gay's a guy who I'll be watching down the stretch of this season. He just seems like he's getting better and better by the week, getting better in his positions, playing more and more by the week. And I'll be interested to see if he, if he has any more near pick sixes, if he finally pulls one of those pick sixes off. We're going on, what, I think we've had three weeks in a row now where he's had a chance at a pick six he hasn't had it he hasn't caught them all he's not able to catch the interceptions we'll see if he's in some passing lanes making some big tackles and things like that so I'll be watching those things for the defense I kind of got through that pretty quick like I said this is we've seen this team we know a lot about the Raiders we just saw them a few weeks ago there's only a few things that'll look different going into this game and those things are the things that I touched on as far as a score for this one I think we see the Chiefs offense look a little better I think this This game, we probably still walk away from it with people not feeling 100% confident that the Chiefs' offense is back, uh, quote-unquote. I think that we see something like a 28-17 to type of win for the Chiefs. I do anticipate the Chiefs' defense stepping up in this game. Again, I think they have a big game. I think that they hold another opponent under 20 points. So I do see that happening. I just don't know that the Chiefs offense is just going to look like it did in the last one and it's just humming along scoring every drive. I think there'll still be some stall outs. I think there'll still be some a few question marks coming out of this one. So I'm going to say like a 28 to 17, 27 to 17 type of game, but for the for a Chiefs victory. So the Chiefs win, they will move to 9 and 4, continue their winning streak and all of that, but I think that we probably end up seeing for the rest of this year just the questions about the Chiefs' offense, and I don't know that they go away even if the Chiefs lock up this division and they go into the playoffs coming with with a home game, starting the playoffs off with a home game. I still don't know that these questions are gone about the offense, and I think it'll make the defense be overlooked. That's kind of what I've been seeing with this Chiefs team. The defense is getting overlooked because the offense isn't playing that well, and I think the defense is really going to – continue to surprise a lot of people and surprise a lot of teams down the stretch of this year this chief's defense is good and they've been good for a long time and there's tangible things to point to for the turnaround that they had it's not that they just started playing better teams it's not that they just got lucky and teams are playing worse there are some favorable positions they were placed in but then the chiefs just completely dominated those situations and obliterated teams so It's good to watch this. I'm excited to see what this Chiefs defense is going to look like, how the Chiefs offense is going to respond. 28-17 to is my prediction. I'll go ahead and get this headed out to you guys. Catch me on socials and all of that stuff. Be on the lookout for other stuff. This week's a quick turnaround, so we'll have some recap stuff coming tomorrow. Then we'll have the Chargers preview stuff coming right after. So be on the lookout for that stuff as well. I appreciate you guys for listening, and until next time.